0: Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of LGA. That is Lit Lit Lit, lit Gaming, gaming, gaming arena. arena. For those of you who don't know, my name is Marcus, and I am joined by Justin the Knobs. What's up? He hasn't been controlling lo- knobs in a very long time, and I'm sure that's uh very tragic for a man named Justin the Knobs. Um <laughs> Anyway, this is the podcast where we talk about video games and uh, everything we've been playing through the week, some shit we've been watching, and whatever else we want. Let's get to it!
1: Okay, welcome to episode 70 of the LGA cast. We're here to talk about some video games, but first, first things first... This week we are once again sponsored by Monster. They just keep a better stock in the uh, gas station than Game Fuel. I'm sorry, Montana has hit the Game Fuel crisis again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think really what it is is it's probably whoever is in charge of the Pepsi warehouse is doing the thing where they're like, oh, <clears throat> we have like a. Uh, A half a pallet left of game fuel. I'll order it, and then they order it into the warehouse, and it doesn't come in because Billings is just like on the lowest priority from the national producers, where they're like, "Oh well, we gotta, we gotta ship the ship to Denver first, and because they need it more than you do, so fuck you guys." That's usually that's probably what's happening, really. (laughs) But yeah, so no game fuel in the gas station once again. So I'm drinking. Uh, monster fucking Ultra Rosa, which is really good flavor. Don't ever get Ultra Fiesta. That is the worst, like, monster I've ever drank. It's like the new turquoise can. It's terrible. I don't know why anybody would drink that garbage. Um, so in the beginning of this show, I wanted to mention real quick, because I listened to um, the most recent Precisely episode, which by time this is at it would have been last week's episode um but Bo recorded by himself so he was just all all by his lonesome recording an episode and uh <laughs> he brought up, it was is it the reason i brought bring this up is because i i had to laugh because he's like yeah so um i'm playing uh paper mario sticker star and hating it and <laughs> it's uh, that's all he said about it yeah i just thought that was funny in
0: the email our correspondence back and forth that he was playing it and i was like oh coincidence coincidence and yeah just i was i even said in the email that i was begrudgingly like you know getting (laughs) through it and yeah yeah it's it's bad it is
1: yeah did you did you get through it yeah i were mean you, i talked last okay. week about beating it okay um, i couldn't remember if you finished it last week or not but yeah i just thought that was really funny that like he he mentioned that he was hating it and you just went on this whole tirade about it last week on the show <laughs> uh, but yeah so uh with since we're talking about games but, uh, what have you been? Uh, what have you uh, been doing this week? What have you been playing or watching or uh, whatevs? The fuck
0: you think I've been playing? I've been playing more fucking Paper Mario. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's, I hate Paper Mario. The journey play continues. More of
0: it? Um, yeah, you'd think I would, you know, finish Thousand Year Door, but I am like for some reason resistant to it. I don't fucking know. I am in a very shitty part of that game where I, I mentioned where I left off is the. It's like a tournament thing, and it's just really boring. Um, oh, yeah. So that's uh, like I, I the drive hasn't really been there to do that. Um, so after I finished Sticker Star, I rolled into uh, Color Splash because uh, I kind of wanted to finish up Color Splash before Origami King came out, um, which I didn't quite make because Origami King is technically out now as of recording, uh, just came out as of like essentially midnight tonight. But yeah. Uh, so, didn't quite make it on that front, so I'll probably, you know, like, I'm gonna still bounce between all these games and I plan to finish them all up. Uh, but, anyway, I booted into Color Splash, I'm about halfway through it, I I have three of the, uh, Color Stars, that's what they are this time around. Yeah, it's always stars with these people. (laughs) Um... Anyway, you know, you you start the game, and then you and Peach uh, go to, uh, what, Prisma? Prisma Island? Prisma Port? I think it's Prisma Port. You you show up there, and in the center of town, there's like a color fountain, but it's been drained of all its color. um, You know, and you're kind of like, what's going on? And anyway, you'd have to solve this weird puzzle uh, by hitting one of each color, basically the primary colors. Um and then the fountain opens up and there's like a failsafe in there and your uh companion uh pops out the paint bucket. Um his name is Huey. I, I think that's actually pretty clever. I'll, I'll give him that one. Huey's a very clever name for a paint bucket companion. Yeah. <laughs> anyway you uh Spots of the world have been discolored, like color's been pulled out of it by shy guys that have straws and have been sucking the color out, uh, which is pretty oh, amazing. I'll be honest, it's pretty, <laughs> pretty hilarious. Um, yeah, and so you, you're the the base enemy in this feels like it's more the shy guy and less the Goomba. Not to say there's not Goombas, but the focus is definitely on shy guys and uh, sniffits, which are you know the shiny guys with gas, gas mask basically. Um, yeah. They're the Sniffits. But, anyway, uh, yeah, you, your hammer, uh, can shoot color out, uh, so when you smash it, there's actually, like, two different smashes, so there's just a standard smash that's for just hitting stuff, and then there's one that expels color. Um, so you can fill in these blank spots, um, which nets you, like, coins, and the, the new currency for the battle system in this, which is cards. Um... Unfortunately, they function exactly like the stickers. It's not like a good card battler like any of the modern-day card battlers. So so it's not like that. It's just they function like stickers. There is a bit of difference, and I'll get into that later. Uh, But yeah, they're basically just the stickers. And this game shares the absolute most DNA with Sticker Star. It is substantially better than Sticker Star. I'll give it that much. But... (laughs) Just like sticker star, you'll uh, there's paint stars which are just kind of the you get those and it ends the level. And then there's the big paint stars which are you know the the ones that will go back and replenish the fountain and usually color something in the world that is like a uh, a, a soft gate that you can't get through until you get it. You know it's your it's gating the content. Um, but it, I don't know the the levels are it, it's in levels unlike the older Paper Mario's are you know just like an open RPG you usually have like your hub and then you go to like through these a series of uh, levels so to speak you know like screens I guess and you know you have your big dungeon set pieces within those um, and each dungeon branches off that in a basic one and now it's not technically too different it's just that they're broken up into levels here which I don't mind that format to be honest I I think it's okay It's, it's an okay way to Structure those. It's fundamentally not super hella different. The biggest difference come in, in the combat but the combat is very much like Sticker Star. You expend the cards um, and you start with uh, what? Two card slots I believe or one card slot maybe. Um, so you can only play one card and then you can eventually play two. Um, okay. And the cards you know so some of them will be like a triple attack or whatever it might be. Um, but as soon as you use them, they're just gone. And there once again is the things, um, but they don't go into a things tab and then you don't have to go to town to convert them to stickers. It just, when you find them in the environment, it will instantly just give you a card for them. You'll, you'll squeeze the paint out of them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is kind of cool, honestly. And, And they have way better animations, but I mean, this is the home console game, so it should be better than the DS game. Uh, that's usually to be expected. The, the DS games should be, or the handhelds, are usually bite-sized versions of the primary console games. So that's to be expected with the era that this was released in, um, which was towards the end of the Wii U's life. But yeah, you get... And then for combat, this is where it kind of becomes a lot better than Sticker Star, is you, at least for combat, the they will dispense uh, like these hammers, for lack of a better word, but you'll pick them up and they... Actually, once you get enough of them, you can carry more colored ink. So which you know, you dispense to color the environment or solve puzzles. And and I actually kind of like the like it was it was kind of like this in Sticker Star. It was just executed poorly, but that they just focus on a singular mechanic and, you know, work that mechanic in all kinds of different ways and change how you think of the mechanic uh, for solving environmental puzzles or whatever it might be. And versus old paper Mario where it's like every dungeon has its like gimmick and different like mechanic usually involving the companion where it just gets to be too much and then you forget about it or it just becomes not useful or usable. And I think I mentioned this when it came to thousand year door is they tried to definitely pepper the dungeons with like, ah, see, this is a moment where you need that other companion. So you're going to have to switch them on your team, but you switch them on your team, you do the one thing, and then you immediately switch them off your team. So it just becomes like, mm. okay. Um, and it's not enough. And usually when you see those things, it kind of trips you up and you'll be like, what am I supposed to do here? And then you're like, oh, right. I need to switch to so-and-so so I can like kick the shell or whatever it might be. Um, which I don't necessarily hate that either. It just became like. It's a very product of it's times. When it came to a Thousand Year Door. Um, and that's why I think the. Yeah. Focusing on a single me- singular mechanic. Is a little bit better. On that front. Um, it says you could just get more creative. With solving the puzzles with singular mechanics. Um, and, and I think that lets you just. you know Focus down on what you're doing. And the writing's really good for Color Splash, actually. Like, it's got a lot of good jokes in there. Um, like I said, the straw thing is just ridiculous. That they're literally, <laughs> and the enemies, because uh, sometimes you fight them and they'll have the straw, they'll run up to you and suck the ink out of you. And that's, <laughs> the best part is when you die, when you die, a bunch of shy guys will just come out of the woodworks and suck you up with straws and, and then it'll give you the game over. And I was like, how grim, you know? <laughs> it just sucked all color out of you um and and the uh since the enemies don't exactly have health it's kind of like a stamina based health system but when you stomp on them or you know use whatever hit them with a hammer the color depletes out of them until they're just they have no color and then they die and and i think (laughs) that's like a lot of clever stuff you know when you really think about it I, i think color splash is if it had the RPG mechanics of actually leveling up, it would be a really great game. I I just feel it's what the arts all there. Like the art is holy shit. Like paper Mario, like I'm sure origami King looks even better, but papers like color splash looked phenomenal. Um, Especially when it came to like cool uh, water effects using paper craft was impressive. Like things you just don't even think about, you know, like, Oh yeah, Yeah. I, I guess that's how you would, uh, do that out of paper, you know, Um, so, yeah, I, I just and uh, some of the enemies in their paper construction like some of the uh, shy guys, they're like, oh, we stacked up. So they're like a thick stack of these shy guys and then you stomp on them and they slowly like will flick off as you're killing them or like, you know, they'll be all stuck together and turn into wheels. I got chased by a bunch of wheels that were wheel shaped like shy guys that were kind of like a paper construction of a wheel, uh which yeah. was pretty cool. But yeah, I just, I've, I've been enjoying it a lot more than sticker star now. Like I I think it is legitimately a decent game. Is it, was it ever worth 60 bucks? I wouldn't think so. I think it would, you know, it would justify a $30 price tag at the end of the day, but there's interesting things. The uh when you use the items like the piggy bank, like I am a little upset that the things are just seem recycled from sticker star. It's the same objects like a fan or whatever it might be. But they do have different animations and different attacks associated with them. Like this pig fucking breaks dances and then it blows up and <laughs> coins shoot everywhere. And then you get the coins from that. Nice. It, And there's rock paper, well, Rochambeau, but rock, paper, scissors. Um, there's like little rock, paper, scissors huts and you have to battle three guys. Um, and then there's eventually they get rock, paper, scissors, wizards, um, which are just toads with giant, like hand heads. (laughs) It's, it's hilarious (laughs) looking like, I, I don't know. Just a lot of the dumb shit. I, I, I kind of don't like that the toads are so front and center and seem like important in the game. I think that's kind of a stupid thing. And that seems, you know, from a distance I'll find out and probably talk about it next week, but that seems to be what they're also doing in origami King (laughs) origami King seems very much in the vein of like, it's probably going to be a better color splash and not necessarily like the thousand year door sequel. Everybody wanted, And I mean, I do have some testimonial, but I'm saving that from like Nintendo. That was more recent quotes about Origami King uh, in interviews that, you know, leads in the way that they're not looking to make anything remotely like Thousand Year Door. But the uh, another interesting thing, which I I like in Color Splash, is that the uh, bosses or, you know, just like the big picture enemies are mostly the Koopalings. Um, so you know Ludwig, like I, I haven't seen Wendy Koopa yet, but I assume she's in there. Like, who have I versed? I versed Ludwig. I versed uh, oh, what's his fucking name? Morton. He's the first one. But yeah, you know the the Koopa children. Um, and I, I think those make good villains, and they have interesting, like they they flesh out some of their personality a bit more in this game. And, and I've always enjoyed them and felt they were underused, but. Yeah. It's, it's good to see him here. Uh, but unfortunately, and this becomes part of that testimonial or interview that they said, uh, they're not interested in creating and Nintendo doesn't really want, uh, original content when it comes to the paper Mario series. And that kind of bums me out a bit that it's like, okay, that means they're sticking, you know, with, we're just going to see Bowser. We're just going to see PD Piranha and you know, the Koopalings or whatever it might be. And that's going to you know just be the thing yeah and i don't know that that kind of just bums me out a bit but it you know it, it, it like i said it, it is at least refreshing to see the koopalings because they're not in every form of mario media so that's and and they have their interesting gimmicks when it comes to boss fights like uh ludwig he was on a giant uh battleship and then when i blew up the battleship, it. He it turned into a submarine that he was in and then I had to like upend the submarine and get it out of the water and th- get him out of the submarine so I could kill him you know Uh but <laughs> it, it, it which is like fun stuff but at the same time I and this was some of my issue with sticker star you and this is more so in color splash if you don't have the specific like item and I, I'm referring to that as these Things they have like where whether it be like a water basin or uh, balloons or, you know, if you don't have that, which you'll probably have it. But you you need that to beat the boss, period. Like there's no way to beat them without it. I I, in one of the bosses, I just got one shot. Like. (laughs) Because <laughs> it was like, oh, you didn't use the weakness when you needed to use use the weakness. You you can't you can't even hit them then, and they just can one shot you in the turn after that. Like literally did 900 damage, like 999 damage, and you don't even I don't even think at the end of the game you would have that much health. So, yeah. and that just always bums me out when it's like here's the forced arbitrary way you have to fight these things, and especially in like uh, a turn based game that's not really fun. So. <laughs> but yeah it is still that rhythmic combat where you know you jump like if you use the jump attacks when you jump on the heads you have to push a at the right time and you'll continue to bounce until you're out of bounces or like the hammer you let it you know swing pull back and charge up a bit before you hit a at the right time and then it'll be like an area of effect attack um and those look all really great in the in color splash so yeah it, which just makes me more excited for Origami king but yeah i just don't if just this had like level up mechanics, it could have been something special. But
1: <laughs> but it, it chose
0: not to. Yeah, and it it's weird seeing Mario hold like a handful full of cards. Or as I saw somebody post on Twitter, um, actually today that oh yeah, Mario Paper Mario went full Yu Gi Oh at one point, and I'm like yeah, that's pretty apt to say. Uh, <laughs> he just holds these cards and. Uses them to battle. Um, I just just wish they did either a level up system or did a better card battle system when it came to that. It just seemed like, oh, we traded stickers for cards and they function fundamentally the same. They're just an expendable resource and you'll get them. The only thing I can say they did better is in Sticker Star, you would get like holographic stickers like at a pretty decent clip early on. So you had like strong shit out the gate. And it felt very consistent in terms of you never like your power was always just your power. You never like since you don't level up or anything. But in this, it feels almost like you level up in a sense um, because you'll you'll, you get better cards the further in you are. And I think they just spaced that out a lot better than they did in Sticker Star, where it's just like, okay, I'm starting to get like cooler, bigger shit uh, the further in I am. And then even. When you get the color stars like the big paint stars, um, you're I guess I hesitate to say your attack power goes up, but you can uh, because you can preemptive strike, like either jump on or hit with a hammer, the enemies in the environment before you would go into the turn based combat. But when you get the big paint stars, you're you're one shot. So you can when you strike them, that just kills them on the map uh, goes up. So. Mm. You can just better odds of hitting these things and not even having to deal with uh the turn-based combat. Um, as you get more of these big paint stars. So that's always like like I said, that's probably about as RPG as it gets. Um, and then also you get when you get those, you get heart increase. Um, you start with 50 health, and then you get 25 for each big star, at least so far where I'm at. You'll get a 25 uh H point uh, increase, which is pretty good. Um, But I don't know. It it, like the health seems really all over the map in terms of like, sometimes when you're fighting a gang of like five, six guys or more, and they just can all attack you at the same time. And they like hit you for a shit ton of damage. And the health (laughs) seems real meaningless at the end of the day. It seems like if you're not one-shotting them, they're one-shotting you. Kind of, at least that's been my experience. (laughs) (laughs) uh and the coins are abundant but they kind of become a meaningless resource at the end of the day i don't know i've been it's fairly enjoyable i can play it just on the tablet you don't have to play it on the screen so i can just play it there and uh you know i've been watching some tv while doing it um hopefully i'll maybe get through that but like i said i'm gonna definitely start origami king this weekend um and uh, Ghost of Shishima also came out today, so it's actually out now, uh, but <laughs> yeah. I, I can't play it because I'm recording the cast. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I plan to play both those this weekend, at least a little bit. Um, other than Color Splash, I know it seems like endless uh, endless parade of Mario, and it is around here. I also played uh, Curse of the Moon 2 came out. Uh, Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon 2. Um, which was the mini... The smaller game made by any creates they may have made a follow- up to that uh, a very much in the eight bit style of like Castlevania. The first game was really good, and I played through it several times because it it did a lot of different things that you could there's different things you could do in the story and it had several different endings. So I wanted to see all those at the end of the day. and it sounds like this is in a similar vein. I, I'm about halfway through it so far. um very short, but. I I like how the combat feels. Um, Unlike the first one, you don't, when you run into the allies, you can't necessarily sacrifice them. They will join your team no matter what, which is kind of, it has its ups and downs. Um, Yeah. So you start with uh, Zangatsu and then you get uh, Dominique, who was also in the main, uh, mainline Bloodstain game. Uh, She's cool. And uh, who else? Richard, who's like, a, he's got a sniper rifle. Um, Dominique functions kind of like a shovel knight or a link where it's got like a downward strike uh, spear. Um, and you have like kind of, you know, you're lunging. So she has pretty good range, not as much health. Um, and the then Richard is, he's got a gun and he can snipe and he has like almost no health, but he can jump off walls and stuff. And uh, the fourth character which it sounds like there's even more than that but uh the fourth character is god I forget their name but they're a corgi that pilots a mech (laughs) um which is pretty cool but yeah they were made through alchemy in that universe but it's pretty good It, it like so far I don't feel it's better than the first one I think the first one really struck something magical, but it feels, you know, tight. It feels good. It feels like it. I mean, any creates is good at making retro games. I, yeah. I feel it's something they cannot fuck up at. So it feels like a good, you know, Castlevania, like classic, classic Castlevania, uh, if you're looking for one of those. Definitely a short game. It it costs 15 bucks. So you're not really at a loss in buying it if you're if that's what you're into. Um, I would assume most people that are going to buy this thing played the first one or played the base Bloodstain. Um, you, just a gorgeous game, really. I mean, it it is still in that kind of faux 8-bit thing going on. Uh, and it's got... I mean, this is the thing when it came to those old Castlevanias where it was like well-placed fucking enemies that could just... When it's like, I got to do this jump and then this enemy shows up like a bat or something and then it hits me and then that knocks me back just enough to throw me off this fucking ledge. Those games are full of that shit, which is like a good thing. Like it seems like a negative, but because it's so tailored to do that and make you mad. So you got to like think of ways around it. That's good. Um, Bosses are cool as shit. They just look cool and have cool designs. They have boss health bars, which I don't remember if they I don't think they had boss health bars in the first game, but I could be wrong. It's been a while. Um, like I played through the first game in just like a weekend, I just played it like six times in a weekend. Um, so I'm like, I don't know. It's just kind of a blur to me. I played so much of it, but yeah, I play, played a bit of that and it's, you know, it, it's hard to say a whole lot about it because it is just so Castlevania at the end of the day, like really old school Castlevania. It's not trying to do anything unique. You do have the characters and you can switch between the characters and they all, fundamentally function different and have their uses and purposes and can open up certain paths, but there's not, it's, it's not there to break any new ground, which I'm completely okay with. Um, I did play another game, but I don't want to talk about it here. I know that sounds like (laughs) just being an asshole, but a, I'm not far enough in it and B it's kind of part of, uh, another thing I'm doing. So you'll hear about it later, I guess. (laughs) All right. Oh, and I watched uh, Japan Sinks. Did you hear about this show?
1: I saw it. I added it to my list, but I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, you want to cry yourself to
0: sleep? Watch that show. It's sad.
1: I don't know if I'm going to watch it. it It's kind (laughs) of like not
0: in the exactly the same way, but it kind of is like Grave of the Fireflies.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm not watching (laughs) it because I hate watching Grave of the Fireflies. (laughs) It's sad. Like, to, to a point that,
0: like, this is my only criticism of it, is it's sad to a point that it's almost humorous. Like, there was oh a certain point where I like I rolled and was like, "I mean, come on, you're like being so uh, unnecessarily depressing." <laughs> <laughs> you
1: reach uh, but yeah, point it, of being so sad, it's funny.
0: Yeah, and it it is. Uh, I mean, it's just like the name suggests. Uh, there's tidal waves and earthquakes in Japan. There's a fault line shift, and Japan is sinking. Like the <laughs> whole thing is just going down.
1: Um, I thought that was supposed to happen in California. What gives?
0: Yeah, <laughs> and it follows this uh family as well as other people they meet along the way during this crisis that's happening. And it does have almost every trope you could imagine Ugh. for like crisis, uh, apocalypse tropes, they're like all in there. It's, oh, see, ve- were- it's
1: very good. I like, thought you were going to say I was going to have every anime trope. So I was like, okay, so as a no. baseball episode and it has superpowers.
0: <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> yeah. I mean, it is like for lack of a better word, slice of life, even though it doesn't fully feel slice of life because it is so like slice supernatural. of death. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's just supernatural enough in a way like that. It, it doesn't, it, it kind of is a bit removed from the realm of reality but slice it's of fantasy well. it's animated very well um and yeah it just has a lot of very depressing beats almost every episode has some depressing beat of some kind
1: <laughs> i mean it i guess i mean i did enjoy bojack horseman and that was just one depressing gigantic ride
0: i don't know there was just a moment where i was like this is just like grave of the fireflies man <laughs> like oh my god but yeah, oh, I mean, my, my friend watched it and he really enjoyed it. So I, it's I nice. think it's good. I unfortunately think this is a example of something that w- like probably cost a lot of money to make and just nobody's going to watch it. It's going to really fly under the radar.
1: Yeah, maybe. Who knows?
0: I just don't know. Talking about it for it being a new thing. I decided to watch the uh, the floor is lava. Uh, finally, uh, that, that shows all right. You know, I, I think the uh, which I think it's just the editing and the way they like build it. But I like that. So in some of the episodes, it'll be like one person makes it across. So you'll just be like, okay, that team's definitely not winning. And then they somehow win. And it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah.
1: It so, seems, yeah. seems like a decent show. I haven't watched it yet. Cause I'm not too into game shows. So
0: there is a very cringy episode because they got these gamer girls on there. Um, and as they're navigating the room, they're just like, oh, that's like harder than Dark Souls. And I was like, uh, it's Ugh. just so like classic, like, you hey, know, writing from relevant. Somebody
1: who,
0: yeah. Yeah. Writing about games from somebody who's never picked up a game in their life and then trying to make like a shitty Dark Souls reference. Like
1: whenever you see like a video game scene in some show where they're like, oh, yeah, that's a triple core X 67 Laptop, that's the best gaming like, laptop oh, there God. is, and you're just like, uh
0: stop! Yeah, just all the like game jokes just were not landing whatsoever. I, it, they just felt cringy as all hell. I mean, the the show in general is a bit cringy, but
1: and they, they make any Minecraft know, jokes like, where's my diamonds at? They draw I, my no, diamonds no, in the lava, like that.
0: There, and there might have been a Minecraft joke, I don't really remember because it was like, they that one, they in fall particular, in the lava, start going. <laughs> I, it feels bad because these gamer girls I felt they were they were one of the ones they did like a super cut for so it was like okay don't show their full run just like cut to the middle of the run show like what they're doing and then like make some really bad puns and then that's kind of it
1: sounds like they edit it they edit this show similar to have you seen hyperdrive no so hyperdrive it's like uh it's another contest show but it's like an obstacle course for drifters car car drifting so they have like an obstacle course where you have, they have to do certain things and they're drive through water along a path so they don't like i don't know get too deep in the water and then there's like drifting around corners and hitting a certain uh, hitting a thing with the back end of the car with drifting and just sort of these crazy obstacles but um They'll do like things where they show like someone's full run, but then they like super cut like a few different people. And some of them like don't make it, and some of them do. It's like, why don't you, why would you show the whole thing for the ones that do? I don't get this.
0: When but, I see a super cut, I'm like, this team did bad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and they, that's what they did most of the time. They would do them for ones that did bad where it's like, yeah, they didn't make it. But then some of them were like, yeah, these guys made it. It's like, well, why'd you show it in a super cut then? Uh, but then there's I like, I mean, this- I
0: get sometimes like in, in some cases, it's just like oh, there was nothing funny happening or intense yeah, happening, but
1: <laughs> it was crazy too because they did um, for for whatever reason the the hyperdrive show is um, one of the, like the one of the executive producers is Charles Theron and um, she is from South Africa and she would like and there's someone from South there's a girl from South Africa who is like barely old enough to drive. And she like does like drifting and then like so her dad was like a tow truck driver and he like cobbled together this like drift drifting car for her. (laughs) And so she's like she's like this really good drifter. And they like they they spent like their life savings to come to America to do this show, film the show. And he like sold his tow truck and everything. And they even did like this whole backstory, and they showed like Charles Theron because she's from South Africa going and like meeting with them and whatever and they show up and then they do her one and she just heard cards dies like not even halfway <laughs> through the fucking thing and, and just like this whole thing where like oh it, yeah you didn't make it sorry and like they're all like sad and depressed and like I don't know what I'm gonna do I sold I, I spent my life savings to come over here and and then they just moved on to the next person <laughs> I'm like Jesus Christ <laughs> yeah it's insane
0: oh man well, yeah, that as Lava doesn't seem bad as far as game shows go. I mean, I originally wasn't really planning to watch it, but some people I know were like, "Ah, oh, it's pretty good trash TV, and I think it's not bad. It's just, it's ca- it, it's, it's kind of cringy, noise. but I guess that's kind of its charm. Yeah, it is background noise. It was background noise while I was playing Color Splash. That's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's uh, mostly what I've been up to. I'm sure I'm overlooking some. You you do anything? we going to take a break first.
1: Um, what we usually see. do. What? we're uh i think i have more i have more answers this time around so and my my segment will be relatively short here because i uh just played more of the usual so i don't really have anything to report as far as video games go um actually haven't gotten to get much into um the the shapes.io game. I got intimidated by it a little bit because I saw a screenshot of like, look what I made, and I'm like I looked at it, I'm like I have no fucking idea what I'm looking at. The and I'm supposed <laughs> to play this fucking game. <laughs> so, but I don't know. I guess it they do they do actually like lead you into that stuff better as you play the game, but like I was like looking at someone's like end game contraption and I'm just like what the fuck is going on here? So, um so I got to get back into that and play that it's like it's only like three bucks on steam so i mean it's uh seems like it's a fairly fun game for what you uh pay for it but um i ended up watching that new uh netflix movie uh ironically with charlie's throne in it um the old the guard? old guard yeah
0: oh i watched that too <clears throat> i forgot i did watch <laughs> that it's based yep. off a comic if you didn't know
1: yeah and it's inter- really interesting uh concept i like but it seemed like they, they're just like yeah you you're immortal but sometimes it just you're not
0: it, yeah eventually it fades um but like sometimes kind of like, thing, like, like <laughs> for
1: someone it can last longer for somebody for no reason the, or it can last yeah, longer for, like, sort of one, for one person than someone else for some reason
0: yeah, they're like, your time will be your time, but you just don't know when it will be necessarily, but just eventually your immortality will stop. Yeah. Run dry.
1: And, and, and you won't uh, know until you've, like, basically been fatally wounded. <laughs> yeah, and I mean,
0: it, this ends kind of with, like, an end credits scene and, like, an implication that maybe there will be a follow-up, but I was like, I don't know if that just implies I mean, yeah. maybe there's more comic, you know, and maybe you have to read the comics to really find out what happens. Um, honestly they seem pretty cool like because they they have that there's good action scenes involving like their axes and the swords and shit yeah uh, when i mean they use guns too but yeah it,
1: they're it's using guns like- but then it's like okay fuck this and they just like go and use the fucking swords and shit.
0: <laughs> yeah i mean it, it it is like just a cheesy action flick at the end of the day but yeah. yeah it was just executed very coolly when it comes to those like scenes when they just get like They're torn just, to ribbons yeah. and then they regenerate and yeah. you know, like kick <laughs> some fucking
1: ass. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. Uh, I, I only, I, I didn't really like the whole, like I don't know, end credit scene implying that there could be more because the, I got the idea from, from that, you know, like in the movie when there's like some sort of misunderstanding, and then you're like, oh god, now we gotta like get through this misunderstanding plot, yeah. so that there's like that redemption to get to the end of the movie, so that everything can be normal again. It feels like if there is a sequel, the whole sequel is just gonna be that misunderstanding part, and you're just like, well, fuck this whole plot. I don't. Yeah, I, don't, I mean,
0: <laughs> I don't almost think... everything was resolved in it. It. Yeah. I mean, this is really reductive, but the whole thing kind of reminded me of Highlander
1: yeah yeah a little bit <laughs> yeah it's but like i don't know it's i feel like this could have even with that end credit scene i feel like this is a pretty good standalone movie the only i mean the only thing i didn't really like about it because i like good villains the villain in this movie was just some evil douchebag for the sake of being evil and i always hate that in evil in in villains i like people where it's more flushed out
0: I mean, hearing that it was based off a comic, that makes that make more sense. Yeah. Because I'm like, it sounds like the shallow like comic book writing that happens, you know? Yeah. Uh,
1: Man, they got got a good actor for it, though, because I just wanted to punch him in the face from the first second I saw him. Yeah, he's got one of those punchable faces for sure. It it had like some unnecessary expositions like, I'm the youngest CEO in (laughs) Pharma's. It's like, why do you have to say that is I mean, they're, I think it's basically they're making fun of Pharma, bro, in some way.
0: Yeah. And I I just I don't know that it, it was uh, it felt like a movie, like a, a movie theater movie that would just be, you know, like. One of those summer movies that comes out and like yeah. maybe you see it, maybe you don't. Kind of like what you would think John Wick is if John Wick wasn't as good as it was. Yeah, but yeah,
1: and I can see like, that because it seems like Netflix is getting more into. I don't know if they developed this or not because they're 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 getting more into the whole idea of hey, this movie exists and it or it's being made right now. We're just gonna buy the rights for it and put it on Netflix.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I don't know if this falls into that space or not. I mean, I know it has all the Netflix branding around it, and obviously is on yeah Netflix exclusive well, they do, thing. But they
1: do that for all the stuff that they just buy too. Like if there's anything, yeah. if there's a movie that like they did that for the 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 Cloverfield paradox, that was it. Oh, that God. was an ex. That, that was an existing what a movie.
0: Shit, movie.
1: <laughs> that that was a movie that was already like exist, and then. Uh, it, then it was like whatever film festival. Um, and I had to watch they just, it. I had
0: to watch it because yeah. it's in the Cloverfield yep,
1: universe. Yep. But yeah, and
0: if 10 Cloverfield Lane wasn't so goddamn good. <laughs> yeah. Do yourself a favor. Watch 10 Cloverfield Lane. You'll thank me later. It's a there's, phenomenal fucking film.
1: There's speculation that, that the monster we see that pops out of the cloud, the Cloverfield monster at the end of Cloverfield Paradox is like 10 times the size of the one that we see in Cloverfield
0: in the original Cloverfield. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it looked, but I mean that, that was could like, mean something that could mean nothing. We don't yeah, fucking know
1: because it's like, yeah, this thing, cause they said that the pod was dropping over like the Atlantic ocean and this thing popped up over the clouds in the middle of the Atlantic ocean.
0: <laughs> like,
1: uh, Oh yeah. I watched another movie. This was, uh,
0: two weeks back, but I, I forgot to talk about it, but, uh, or maybe I did talk about it, but you, yeah, have you heard of the
1: movie mute? Uh, n- sounds familiar. I don't think I've seen it though. It, it,
0: it's a Netflix movie. It's very like cyberpunky. uh, more, mostly in the vein of something like a universe. That's very much like blade runner. Okay. Uh, but it follows a, a mute person. Um, but it, it's in the universe. I only bring this up because it's kind of reminds me of the Cloverfield universe, but it's in the same universe as the movie moon. Um, Which, if you haven't seen Moon, you should watch Moon. Moon is an absolute masterpiece. It's really fun. Uh, This movie's not as good, but there was a lot of good moments in it. Oh, yeah, I did talk about this movie because I mentioned uh, (laughs) it's got a, it's got, uh, uh, what's his fucking name? Paul Rudd, um, and he plays a bad guy in it. But, yeah, I did talk about this. But, yeah, it's, the Moon universe is very similar to Cloverfield where it's like there's always just little, (laughs) little, bits Little in tidbits. there that tie it together like to be like okay this is the same universe even though it, you don't have to see the other movie for it to make sense yeah like in that once again like don't even watch the original cloverfield just watch 10 cloverfield lane <laughs> uh, it's a fantastic movie
1: the only thing i didn't like about 10 cloverfield lane was the actual part with the aliens <laughs> that's the best part it's the worst part i don't know i i like the whole like the whole movie's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good movie. Um, yeah, I'm trying to. I don't think there's anything else that I had watched or think I played. I guess I, I watched Frost play some of The Sims Four, and Jesus, they like they made the AI like even more dumb than they ever made the AI before in a Sims game. These Sims are like borderline like <laughs> like they 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 can't fend for themselves at all like in any capacity like I know like the, the the whole thing is like you're supposed to control them and tell them what to do but like these guys they're like exceptionally bad at like I don't know pathfinding I mean I was watching them like they would go fuck it they would cook food in the kitchen, and then to eat the food, they wouldn't go and sit at the table. They would go and sit on like they would walk across the house and sit on their fucking bed and eat. And then they would go wash the dishes in the bathroom sink rather than the kitchen sink. Like man, they made these things. They like The Sims Four. I don't know. I don't know about The Sims Four. I don't. It's probably the worst Sims out of any of them. <laughs> Plus the price of it. I don't know they just it just seems like having played I haven't played Sims 3 but I played a lot of the first Sims and a lot of Sims 2 and it feels like the AI in the Sims 4 is worse than the Sims 1 how do you how do you screw that up how do you it's EA we're gonna get to that we're gonna get to EA here in a bit after we take a break we're gonna take a break here and we'll come back with uh, community engagement Our podcast, Grand Rapidians, play video games. Every episode, we review a beer, talk about games we play, and recommend a podcast or something else. I'm Willie. I'm not your normal beer snob. I've been to more than 150 different breweries, but I always keep hams in the fridge. (laughs) I'm Ginger, and I am in the first Guinness World Record Book video game edition on the Tetris page. I'm Simon, and I can usually kick their butt in most video (laughs) games. We drink while we record.
0: (laughs) Fuck yes, we do. (laughs)
1: Find us wherever you find podcasts and enjoy. All right, we are back. We got some community engagement to do. Um, But before that, I actually had. uh, Let's see, where where did my shit go? My Twitter. Where the hell am I? Oh, here we go. All right, so. The other week, I actually posted a different question that wasn't actually part of uh, the community engagement, but I just asked this and I got some decent answers. So I wanted to read some of them off really quick. Uh, but the question was, well, not wasn't really a question, but it was, describe your favorite video game in the most boring way possible. And had some pretty decent ones here, um, like endless repeat similar tasks to achieve goals that are reset every two years. Which was World of Warcraft. (laughs) Um, Hired mercenary regrets his latest contract with Greenpeace members. Oh, I forgot to mention the first one was Geek Freaks podcast at Geek Freaks pod. And this was New Dad Gaming at New Dad Gaming. Um, Infectious Groove podcast at infectious underscore pod says a plumber falls uh, falls asleep and then has a dream about masks, vases and a giant frog.
0: What? Is that just Mario Brothers 2?
1: I think it's just Mario Brothers 2. Um, let's see. Getting into other people's cars and never running out of fuel doing stuff. Is that just GTA? <laughs> yeah, I think it's just GTA. No, not everybody actually said the game that they are doing, but um, you emerge from underground to a changed world. I, I wonder what Fallout? that could possibly be. <laughs> Fallout
0: 76, probably.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see. I think I had. Some on those were these were all on Twitter. I think I have some on Instagram too. Uh, WT Famicom says, Guy loses memory, finds it. I don't know what that one is.
0: I mean, that could be like any fucking game, really. <laughs> Death Stranding, uh,
1: yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, uh, Pixie Podcast says, the Emotionless guy, or if emotionless gray head looks for gray haired girl, plays cards too much. <laughs> Witcher Three. <laughs> oh, it's supposed to be say ha- it's supposed to be gray haired. Yeah, yeah. He said he said gray he- gray head.
0: <laughs> so uh, I was confused. I pieced it together mostly because the did card the detective thing. Orc. I was like, all right, that's Witcher Three.
1: Uh, rated G for Gamer it Says down down forward forward punch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just, accidental time. What
0: it was just quarter circle punch. It's <laughs> just, this is just Street Fighter. It could be any fucking fighting game, realistically. <laughs>
1: yeah. Zap Night Gaming says, Accidental accidental time travelers save the world from a large hedgehog. <laughs> Which one's that? I don't know. <laughs> large hedgehog. Accidental time travelers. I don't know. Uh, fallen Monk D20 oh, oh, says...
0: Oh, oh it's, it's Chrono Trigger.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, it's
0: because of, <laughs> like... I only pieced this together cuz I was like time travel and then I was like chrono trigger and then but that was like hedgehog and then I was like yeah I guess lavos kind of looks like a hedgehog.
1: <laughs> uh Fallen Monk D20 says old man with dementia looks for his missing daughter.
0: Um such as Last of Us?
1: I think so. Uh HUD Pod says man looks for card keys dressed like a box. <laughs> That's pretty reductive, but that's good. God damn it. Uh, (laughs) The idiot savant says, woman narrates her own search for her brother, finds him working with government agency. Custody battle ensues. What the fuck game is that? I don't know.
0: (laughs) Custody battle ensues.
1: I love this one. Ghost of Gamer Pass says, you run, sometimes walk. (laughs)
0: Thanks a, <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Trying to guess that, that, what game that's, it is. It's uh, that, that Death be Stranding, a, right? <laughs> that could be Death Stranding. It's probably well, not. No, it's I think just it, anything. Death
1: Stranding is more you walk, sometimes run. It's true. I don't know. So you run, sometimes walk. Probably Mario. It's probably <laughs> Mario.
0: I'll tell you what it's not. It's not Sonic.
1: <laughs> yeah you that's you never walk when you're Sonic. well maybe i mean it could be but it could be it shouldn't be <laughs> uh i'll tell you
0: ggpo if you're if it's sonic you're wrong
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get to the actual question for this week um so this week was and, and i mentioned ea earlier so every gamer has a And that's why I hate EA story. What's yours? (laughs) Um so let's see here on instagram we have chronicles of a gamer saying it's not just that i have a specific story more just of what the fuck happened to them they went from awesome titles in the 90s to a complete microtransaction shit show in the present day Their sports games have been copy and paste just to make money Their other games are buggy and fill your screen with microtransactions That i'm actually sick of them let's put it this way i absolutely love batman wb games are up for sale ea is a potential buyer if they happen to buy wb i will never play their batman game even if they made a mad max sequel game i'm i'm never touching it that's how much i think ea sucks as a company
0: <laughs> it's yeah kinda, it's harsh. Mean, obviously my greatest sadness comes from westwood just everything they did to westwood
1: <laughs> yeah and then they goes to the gamer pass says imagine mortal Kombat with microtransactions <laughs> you have to pay to use a finisher
0: it's just already what it is She's just being a fucking troll.
1: Uh, Zap Night Gaming says this one time EA made a sports game and then kept making sports games. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then goes to Gamer Pass says obviously, and this should be everyone's answer. It's when they bought the exclusive rights to the NFL lessons for what fifteen years, robbing us of games like Blitz and more importantly those ESPN 2K games, which were really really good. Yeah, that's that's the one. I I don't even play sports games, and that'll admit that's that. I remember hearing about that back when I was in high school, and I'm like, this is bulls. This is some bullshit. EA. <laughs> I don't even play NFL games. That's some bullshit. All right. That's what we had on Instagram. So uh, best
0: start playing NFL games. You're in one, really? and then you just get <laughs> tackled. You just get. you sack. just
1: get tackled. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Now let's get to our other, um, <laughs> here we have GOGP again, which on Twitter, he is at the CB six. Uh, the damn EA took my baby away. She went away on a holiday. said she was going to LA, but she never got there. She never got there. She never, she never got there. They say the damn EA took my baby away. They took her away, away from me. Oh, <laughs> i always appreciate his comments Uh, let's see find some more um new dad gaming at new dad gaming says ea buying westwood studios and nuking it
0: fuck yeah (laughs) solidarity
1: Uh, yep imaginary ramblings at podcast ir says their first star wars battlefront yeah um ocho duro Parlay hour at OD Parlay Hour says, the game controls for their first MMA game. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Let's see. Space Dinosaur Wrangler at That Case Hill says, EA forced Bioware to abandon Mass Effect Andromeda in order to chase Destiny's coattails with Anthem. Fans who would have happily purchased a new Mass Effect game and all their DLC every year instead of instead got a half-finished game with no ending and nothing else but silence. Fuck EA. Um, let's see. Tate Perry at The Blade Creed says, Before I knew anything about the reputation of EA I got the opportunity to tour the HQ in California. I was amazed by how everything worked and thought of it kind of like the real life part of Assassin's Creed Black Flag, if you've played that. I was able to get two games from the store there, each $60 games for $10 each, and I was so happy. When I got home, I launched the first game, a brand new game called Star Wars Battlefront. I had played the old ones and I was stoked. Boom, paywall. I was so disappointed, LMAO. Why do you think yeah, they you gave got, them away? Yeah, right? you, you get you got hit with that that multiplayer paywall, that second that second uh, uh party second hand paywall trying to recoup their costs from used game sales. Um let's see, geek freaks podcast at geek freaks pod says said that about an hour into the newer Star Wars Battlefront. A lot of <laughs>
0: God, battlefront did. stuff.
1: Yeah, a lot of salty battlefront. Um and let's see, and I had I actually went, I posted some, I posted on Reddit. I don't usually do this, but I felt like this question was good enough to ask Reddit. And it was because I got a couple pretty good ass, uh, some good ass answers. And since Reddit isn't normally the place I go, I, uh, asked these guys permission to use their comments, the ones that I read here. Um, so this is like not for the most part I didn't see this take often but um, this is comes from a user 5 olara it's the the, num- the number five a r a says uh I never had one I've found memories of EA because I love their old games from the early 2000s they went to a severe decline afterwards which I stopped playing their games due to different tastes so I don't share your sentiments I'm aware of their really shitty practices and that's a damn shame. It's a pretty uh, level-headed take, saying, "Well, I don't hate them; they're just I don't agree with them." <laughs> um, and then, how very un
0: Anakin Skywalker of you, you know? Yeah, to yeah. Say you don't hate them. I mean, it's <laughs> <that is> just <laughs> that's, that's,
1: depressing. I'm very un Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, we are very pro Anakin Skywalker on this class, on this podcast. Um, Shadow Melt ninety six on Reddit says. They took what could have been an amazing experience with Anthem and instead turned it into the, one of the most te- technical disasters of the past decades. The very coding was broken. Higher weapon levels made you function worse than tr- the training guns. The missions were, were they even play tested? The length of the game was abysmal. Development tragically mishandled. The big event they had planned and hyped up was just a slight weather retexture. They destroyed one of my favorite concepts for a game I've ever had. Zuh. So, yeah. It's, that's a pretty uh personal take on that one I,
0: that's a very uh anakin that person yeah that
1: actually, is a very anakin skywalker. Skywalker. <laughs> yeah that <laughs> he hates them he she i don't know uh i won't assume gender based off of a reddit username who knows what's 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 behind that keyboard could be an AI. anakin Skywalker. it's anakin skywalker that's touched. right yeah <laughs> Uh, Just go through their
0: other comments. Did they ever say they hate sand? Did they? Oh
1: <laughs> I didn't, but maybe I should. Uh, now here's we're we're going on the Facebook. We got Facebook comments. We had a lot of them. Uh, try to, but some of them are pretty short. So, um, exploding Peter uh, Lebec says exploding people with impulse control, particularly children. Um. Oh, excuse me. The preferred nomenclature is surprise mechanics, and then middle finger emoji. <laughs> <laughs> um. Aaron says, "OG hate was them killing NFL 2K." Uh. the Pong says, "RIP Maxis and Command and Conquer." Um. Boss says, "Dungeon Keeper." Giovanni says, "Capitalism." Hunter says, "Spore." <laughs> some some just like one word answers here um jacob says getting the exclusive rights to the nascar games after 2004 before that they had made some of the best ones but after they had no competition they went downhill real quick that's exactly what i was saying to you before we recorded was that in the um 2000 or early mid 2000s they developed this whole kind of if you can't beat them buy them mentality where they're just buying up competition so then they can just make some shitty games because they're the only game in town. Not cool. Not cool. Um, this one Charlie says if they do it to respawn, I'll literally kill myself. And that was re- I when I mentioned too was how disappointed I was that they were just buying studios just to run them into the dirt. So this person says they will kill themselves if they do it to respawn. So uh the balls in your court, EA. You're gonna be responsible <laughs> for a <our> life. Um <laughs> Sam says Sims 4 <laughs> it's <laughs> so bad uh brian says all the labor abuse stories and closing studios is why i hate them um sean says most recently was a new star wars battlefront games that i desperately wanted to like but were boring to play oh i almost forgot i accidentally missed a uh answer from the describe your game in the most boring possible way <laughs> i missed it because i tried to save it for last but it was my favorite one it was from grief burrito at grief burrito and it was boy touches triangle that <laughs> 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 is it's the, it's the be, by far the best one out of the whole bunch <laughs> Boy touches uh, Triangle. yeah that was a good one um all right so back to the current question uh chara lampos says oh no you reminded me of dungeon keeper for android <laughs> um Mary says I'm a long time Sims franchise fan. Uh yep. Um Daniel says I'll never forgive them for what they did to Dead Space.
0: Yeah, Dead Space was a franchise they fucking Oh yeah, you guys aren't making enough money despite making way more yeah. money every time. Yeah. It's yep. just not
1: enough. Um Gabe says Dead Space. Uh Michael says Mass Effect fucking Andromeda. Uh, Devin replied with a GIF of Mass Effect Andromeda of somebody punching someone, and like the animation is like totally missing the person's face. (laughs) Uh, Chase says Inferno take incoming. I actually don't hate EA anymore than Activision, 2K, WB, Square, etc. They're all giant corporations that exploit labor. They all want anything, or they all want to do any anything and everything to make as much profit as possible. What I actually hate is that the people focus so much on a video game company and vote for the worst company in America because they thought Mass Effect 3 was bad. The fact that there's so much focus on salary jobs are being overworked is the big news of the day, while there are still way more people who are working three minimum wage jobs just to keep their families fed. And they've been doing that for decades, and it's a generational issue. I really don't give a shit that someone with the salary and benefits at Gearbox or EA or Activision can't afford their new lease on the new house because their shitty corporate boss didn't give them a bonus. That, that is an inferno take god damn he, that's that is uh that um that is definitely uh, uh an anakin <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> that is some um, anakin energy oh, shit fucking facebook messenger how do i how do i turn off facebook messenger now there used to be a good thing where i could just like mute it on the pc but now you can't fucking facebook man oh wait mute conversation for one hour there we go fuck um uh let's see <laughs> so i i mentioned that ea has actually been slowly climbing out of my shit list so i mentioned that before but uh 2k and take two are just diving right in <laughs> um and then they 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 went on to say Yeah, I love video games and I'm bummed out while the games suck or you hear of layoffs or forced crunch or whatever from these companies, but I still find it hard to find the energy to care that much when, I don't know, people are are being exploited way worse in restaurants, retail, non-unionized work with serious risk of dying on the job where that might be one or or one of two or three jobs a person maintains and are working 80 plus hours every week just to keep their kids from dying. But oh no, someone sat at a desk for too many hours making a video game. I'm not trying to say it's not an issue, but like, I don't think it should be our biggest priority. Stub toe toe versus broken leg mentality. And then they went on to say, everything's a simulation and we're all going to die soon. So you might as well enjoy flying in your virtual X-Wing come October while you can.
0: (laughs) <laughs> it's all simulation. Doesn't he mean
1: wake up soon? <laughs> yeah. Um, Rocky says killing good games continuously putting out the same bad game with the sports logo on it. Let's see, getting to the last set of answers here. Steven says I have to deal with a bunch of, and that's why I hate EA stories. And when there's worse companies in the world doing more harm, and that's why I I hate EA. that's great uh dave says most recently was them just forcing tetris to stop working on my phone like i bought that game it's tetris it doesn't need a server what the fuck and everything everyone else said um scott says for me it's the wasted potential for so many games they produced Uh, ruined in the name of microtransactions imagine some of their mobile offerings weren't just cash cows an actual dungeon keeper game on mobile would have been awesome but instead it's just a sit and wait or pay money bullshit fest yeah a lot of mobile games are just terrible um nicholas says having money hungry executives that are completely oblivious and tone deaf to the gaming industry and can't have a single drop of sympathy for the consumer Zachary says, no more dungeon keeper or black and white equals I hate EA. Um Jordan says, I own a physical copy for of Crisis for PC. Bought it on release at 12 years old. The servers used to be that the service used to activate the game using its key, Securom, is defunct, and so I can't activate it. The steps I'd have to take in order to have EA added to my origin count are so insane that I'd rather just not play it. Yeah, it's that I would rather kill myself. <laughs> Chase replies, "Yes, but how will you know if your computer is garbage or not if you don't pl- if you don't know how it runs crisis." <laughs> 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 oh god. Yeah, so uh, someone asked, "You can't just add its serial key to Origin?" Nope. You have to place a ticket with EA and submit pictures of your game box, disc, game key, proof of address, and all kinds of BS. <laughs> one guy says patrick says jesus i have to prove less to get my medical records <laughs> <laughs> uh oh and then jordan went on to add oh and they fucking killed visceral games in dead space bastards
0: yeah it's a reasonable thing to be mad
1: about yeah uh joyce says, giving me a taste of dante's divine comedy and killing it they screw themselves by hyping it up too hard
0: I mean, that game really wasn't good, but it was OK, but it was a clone through and through. I did think they would at least because they tease further games, but those games just never came out.
1: Yeah. Um. Alex says them fucking over Spore. Well, yeah, Spore is a weird one because like the game was in development like forever. I mean, it never
0: could have lived up to the hype.
1: Yeah. It was in development for 10 years. Like, Will Will Wright, he was basically pulling a Kojima with that game. <laughs> There's just no way. Actually, he wasn't pulling a Kojima. He was pulling a fucking... God, what's the other guy that <laughs> ever delivers uh, to expectations? The Fable Peter guy. Peter Molyneux? Yeah, he was, he, was, he was pulling a Peter Molyneux with Spore. He should have just stuck to Sim City. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was good at Sim City. <laughs> um... Justin says, Medal of Honor, and let's not forget how they ripped off winning 11. And Ben says, Westwood Studios. And I saved the absolute best answer for last. I have to scroll back up to find it. (laughs) Okay. Daniel says, they really fucked up with Fallout 76. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I did too a double take at that one when I first. I was like, "Wait, wait, wh- what?" Oh, ah, obviously, all of, obviously, it's a joke, but it's it's my favorite answer out of all the answers we got. <laughs> oh man, well, I think that's gonna do it. I think that's a, I think that's a cast today.
0: That's a cast. That's a cast. That's a fucking cast.
1: Got to wrap it up because you wrap because get it. You wrap casts around your broken bones. Yeah,
0: that's a stretch, Justin. <laughs> Shut fucking up, fucking stretch.
1: Um. All right. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, you should go to Apple and Podchaser, give us five star reviews, and share us with your friends. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram and twitter you can just search for lit gaming arena and you will find us go to our website lga.gg where you can find where we post some stuff also you will find a link to our discord or you can just go to chat.lga.gg and that will bring you to an invite to our discord if you have questions for us email them to social at or social at lga.gg and we will answer them on the show or if you have comments, you can send those in as well. And uh, that's gonna that's gonna do it for this week. So uh, smoke him if you got him. No, Justin, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> we we gotta be we gotta be a uh, 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 juggalo friendly. We're gonna we're trying to we're trying to track the Juggalo demographic here. Um, do they have any other catchphrases? I don't think "smoke if you got him" is a Juggalo thing, but
0: I was gonna say I'm not even sure if that is,
1: but but I feel like it's it's the same I like, energy. Maybe
0: he knows something I don't know.
1: I I don't think it is, but it's like the it, it has the same energy. That's the important part. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Hatchet Man. <laughs> fuck peace. I don't know shit peace <laughs> and war I'm <laughs> not doing this we're not doing this we're ending the cast all right well we'll see you next time peace